8 Robinsons TV presents a Yellow Tub Creative Production. The Rooted in Love Show. You are watching The Rooted in Love Show. Welcome back to The Rooted in Love Show. Angelo Robson. Here with my brothers Mario and Jero. We're here with Mr. Lincoln Kokoran. And he's been giving us gems, dropping, <laughs> dropping gems, convicting us about using chopsticks and just everything in between. We talked about your early life and sports and, you know, we came, I know we had stopped at one point, we were talking about Cocoa Beach and was, you was been getting, getting to that point there. Um, Start there, kind of, and we go into the, from there. You're here in the United States, and then yeah, but before, before I, I came to the United States, and you know, we don't want to give people the impression that my life was smooth, right? Goody, or, or right. the other. I made some, some mistakes, like I'll never forget the first time I got drunk. Mm-hmm. I was about 18, and um, you know, every fight in the, in the island in Trinidad. You, a man was measured by how he can handle his alcohol and, wow. and how much women he can have in his life. Right. It, it was like a, a Western with a notch on his gun kind of oh, uh, right. You know, that, that was how they measure a man in most time, most people. So I went out this Friday night with some guys. They all were older than me and we were drinking beers. Guys, I had seven beers that night. Oh, wow. I had never had so many beers before in my life. So, but I'm feeling okay. We get in the car, drive it, and we, we drive it up. One of the guys next to me tapped the driver, stop, stop, I need, he opened the door and puke it, got up. And I'm looking at him, you know, he's older than me, and I'm feeling good, man. I'm feeling good about myself, you know. We get home, kind of deal, he drop everybody else off. I was living close to him about, hundred yards away from his house, he said, let me drop you off. I said, no, I can walk. I got out of the car. I didn't walk, I trot home. <laughs> I get in my bed, man. And the moment I lay down, the room starts spinning. The room, and then it spin like this, then it starts spinning like this. And then I, fortunately, there was a wound. <laughs> that was the last time. Really? I, I didn't want to, that was not fun. We say, we always say that. We all say that. Yeah, that was no fun. So no, I knew my limit. Yes. Two beers is fine. Right. Everything in moderation. Right. It's fine. You know, like even like smoking, that never appealed to me, honestly. And I have to say, my mother was praying. My mother was praying. She put up a shield about me because everybody, like in high school, in the fifth form and the senior form. Every other boy in my classroom was smoking, oh, except wow. me. Right. You know what I would do? Yeah, yeah. They used to sell these cigarette candies. Yes. It looked like a yep, cigarette. Yeah, we had no cigarettes. Yeah. Oh, I would buy those. Right. And everybody got something. I got something in my mouth too. <laughs> <laughs> we did the same thing. Yeah. yeah. You know, I remember once I went wow. down with some guy and they were drinking beer again. I had 11 coke that night. I was, I got more sick when I got Yeah, you gotta know when to say no. Yeah. Right. You know, and then I was sharing with you my first, I've been married a couple of times, it was my first marriage. I got married for the wrong reason, I was 24. I had, I had this 
this girl who got me involved with JCs, she broke up with me. And then another girlfriend, and I thought, this is it. She mm. broke up with me. But she left Trinidad and lost contact. And I, so I said to myself, the next girl I meet who loved me more than I love her, I'm going to get married to her. So said Sultan. Nine months, one, the best thing that, but you know, there's always a silver lining in every situation. We have a baby boy. His name is Mark, my oldest son. He's my daddy. Right. My golden child. Mm-hmm. You know, my golden child. And, you know, we broke up. She left me, kind of deal, but I didn't go after her. I think that's the mistake I made. I didn't right. go after her. And then I got remarried. I met this, this girl now in the church. So I said, this is it. In the church. Seven years after seven years, two kids, a girl and a boy, kind of deal. And then she started having an affair with a younger guy who flashing a lot of money. And mm-hmm. that's one thing I couldn't deal with. Right. So we got divorced in, um, 1983. Okay. No, it was in 1983, and I walked away from everything. I, I'm not a fighter. I walked away. I don't. I don't Amen. focus. Amen. I don't focus on, material, on material things. You know, I, I walked away from everything, and I went, moved in with my brother, my older brother. Lewis. That's our story. That's what we learned. And we both, I've been divorced. Yeah. I moved in with my younger brother. I moved in with my my older brother, you know, and and, and that's why I see how the the hand of the Lord. Right. The hand of the Lord. And that's why when I was, how I came to the United States. In, I I got divorced in 83, in 84. You see, the thing about I was always busy. And I was always counting my blessings and not worrying about my troubles. Okay. And in 84, when that Secretary General called me and offered me the role to come to the United States mm-hmm. as a director of training for the world at the world headquarters, that is a miracle. I, I'm claiming a miracle because I'm coming from a little island. And this is a worldwide organization, 80 countries, 500,000 members. This man from the world headquarters, the Secretary General, is calling me mm. and saying, we looked around and I didn't have even apply for this. I didn't even know it was, I was making good money. I was in the insurance business. Right. I was making more money than I ever need. Kind of deal. Half of the island loved me, the other half, I, you know, they knew me kind of deal. And he is offering me to come to the United States. I said, Richard, let me pray about this. This is a big decision. He said, take a couple of days to call me back. I prayed about it, and this is the sense I got the Lord was saying. You just lost everything your life. Kind of right. You need a break, Lincoln. Go. That is March 7, 1985. I landed in Miami International Airport with two suitcases in my hand. Wow. And the rest is history. Right. That's it. And a whole new world opened up for me. A whole new world opened up for me. You know, and God bless me, protect me. I've been to some countries where if it were not for His grace, I don't think I would have survived. You know, like Papua New Guinea and Indonesia 
uh, you know, oh, yeah. where I remember once I was in, in Berlin mm-hmm. and went out to dinner, walking back to the hotel room, and this skinhead walked up to me oh, no. and started, you know, I don't really know what he was saying in, in Germany, but then one of his friends came and grabbed him and pulled him away. God. Yeah. Right. God. Yeah. yeah, and that's just one example. Right. In all those tra- I've never felt threatened. A woman mm-hmm. felt, you know, the God, the shield. The shield. You've been a lot of places too. Oh, yeah. You talk, you've been all around Australia, the world. Australia, you know, kind of Thailand. Yeah. I remember in Thailand, in Bangkok, checked into the hotel. You know, when you check into a hotel, they have these paraphernalia mm-hmm. and pamphlets about tours and you know what they have in those hotels? Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all the places they tell us not to go in the military. Yeah, they have pamphlets about what kind of girl do you yes. want. You yeah. want a foreign, you want yes. a, a, a 15, yes. a 15 year old, you want a boy, you want a. Yes. Wow. I was like in shock. Oh you know? Goodness. So, yeah. The best thing in them was the Thai food, man. <laughs> right. You know what I expect, yeah. yeah, but again, you know, you have to take control. The Lord gave us free will to choose. Right. You do and, and you know, like Paul said, I know what I need to do. I know what do what you know you need to do. Right. And and, and as you grow and mature in the world and you come become closer to him, now you learn it. That's what surrender is. Surrender my will to his will. And you know what, guys? Then you start getting the peace and the joy and the grace. Oh, everything else is useless. Right. Yeah. Thanks. And, so and, and, and we'll harm you and we'll harm your loved ones too. Shop for Rooted in Love Show merchandise at www.thenumber8robinsons.com. You said something great right there about the um, about like the choice, choice. and your peace. And as you talked about those relationships and how to fail, but you got the son and things like that. I, I don't think a lot of listeners understand the fact. Like I said, you've been divorced. I've been divorced. Right. I've married seventeen years. Had five kids. Ain't something you plan on doing. All that kind of thing. No. But if you don't have the peace. You always carry the bitterness. You always carry hatred. You always yeah. carry all these things. So you won't be able to enjoy the next piece. But when you get taught, when you see on TV, if people get taught, like they're still talking about the hate. Yeah. This was horrible. This was this. And you need peace. You peace. need you peace. You know, Angelo, like, like my current wife, when I met her, I was looking for a wife that day. <laughs> I, I didn't get up that morning and said, well, today I'm going to find me a wife. <laughs> the Lord presented me and it was like something clicked. Right. And then when I went to my older brother and I said, I met this girl. Think I'm going to, think she's the girl I'm going to get married to her. You know what he said to me? You had two divorces. Why are you going to get married again? Just live with the girl. Right. And I'm saying, that's not biblical. That's not of the Lord. Right. And if I love her enough to live with her, I need to marry, marry right. her. And, and, and we got married and we have two boys and, you know, we to this 
We got married in 86, so that's what, 36 years? Wow. Yeah, with a little five year in between sabbatical. See, the thing what, what keep you going is once something is over, it's over. Right. Too many people crucified today between two thieves, yesterday and tomorrow. Right. In that, we're looking at the mistakes we made, we made yesterday, or the people who hurt us yesterday, and, and we're thinking everybody is going to treat us the same way. No. That's gone. That's good. That's finished. That's gone. Leave it alone. Today is a gift. Live today. I learned from a, a VP, this acronym, W-I-N. What's important now? Wow. What's in, we live in a normal world. We're not living in tomorrow. Yes, in the moment. Yeah. In the yeah. moment. What's important now? So I'm living in it. I'm making the best of what's important now. I can't do anything about what's going on out there. But I can do a lot about what's happening here. That's something. You told me. I don't know if you remember this. You yeah. told me to act on what's important. That's what urgent. Not urgent. Yeah. yeah. And I've been sharing that with my friends and family ever since. What's not urgent? You know, everything is not urgent. And everything is not important. Right. The things that you want to deal with right now is what's important and urgent. That's yeah. a key question you ask yourself. Is it important? Yeah, important. Is it urgent? <laughs> is it when it's important and urgent, then that's what you do first. We get caught up in the urgency and we want and then the, it's not it's urgent but it's not important. Right. Yeah. Right. And I learned that from coffee. I do I'm certified in a couple of his Mm-hmm. Workshops and that one, another great life lesson. Yeah, yeah. that's a great one. I yeah. love that. Man. that oh, yeah, beautiful. Because you get other people that will try to impose their urgencies on you. Yeah, and and it's right now. Yeah, it's right yeah. now. Even yesterday. Yeah, and, you, and then so your life was at peace. <laughs> and you're like, wait, wait, <laughs> you were the friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah you straight out. You know, and then priorities. What's your priority? Like, like I, I teach Bible study then. People will take me. Oh, I can't make it tonight because, oh, so that took a priority over. <laughs> I was call out. I would tell. I would say it to them, right? Oh, but that's what happened. Yes, yeah, priority. You know what's important and urgent. Right. So that urgent thing took away the important. Right. So, I don't, you see that other thing. People don't sit down and analyze. They just do. We are naturally reactive people. You know, like, you know, yeah. somebody says yeah. something, we want to say something back. Yeah. Yeah. When you do something, right. we want to do something back. You know, like you're driving down the street and somebody give you a bad drive, you hit the horn kind of deal, or you grab the bumper kind of, you know, yeah. reactive. Right. And then the next thing you know, you have road rage, and the next thing you know, people shooting up one another. Instead of hitting the bumper. Instead of kids right? respond, not react. Yeah. <laughs> right. I learned a great life, you know, before we had GPS, we mm-hmm. had a tongue yeah, yeah, Tom, Tom. yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm going to Charlotte for the first time to do a, a, a seminar. So the first time I went, I had I drove to the airport. I live in Grayson to the airport with like about 45 minutes and I parked the car. It took about two hours and then the flight is an 80 minutes, 90 minute flight. Okay. So the second time, I was, you know, it's better to drive. It's a nice drive going up, up 85 north. Put it in the tom tom and the lady's nice pleasant voice to the lady. She said, exit 69. Now there is a 69 exit on 85. So the first time I'm going, I exit 69, come to find out it's a loop. Come right back on 85. I said, oh, okay, I didn't know. 
<laughs> right. <laughs> Second time I'm going, she said, Exodus 69. So now I know. I kept going and I'm listening. And this is what my mind is thinking. She's going to say, Lincoln, didn't you hear me? I told you to Exodus 69 and you did not. You're being very disobedient to me. What, you think you're smarter than me? <laughs> right. <laughs> but you know what she said? Recalculating. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Recalculating. I hit myself. I said, what a life lesson. I made a sign, Mario. I made a sign, less reacting, more recalculating, and put it up in my, in my office. Oh, I like that. Yeah. So, so, so that's the thing. Reminders, reminders, reminders. Less reacting, more recalculating. Hit the pause button. In, in life, in life we have three instinctive sub subconscious responses that come to us. We either want to fight for something or we go to fight against something. And when I say fight, I don't mean only yeah. physical fight, but verbally fight. Right. You know, for or against. Or right. flight, walk away. If more people learn to walk away, we won't have only said criminal crime, yes. killing, when to walk away. When to walk away. If you don't analyze, you know, but know when to walk away. And the third F is freeze. I don't have to say something every time somebody like, says oh something. You <laughs> say something. Yeah. yeah. I don't have to say something every time somebody point. says something. Freeze. Freeze. So fight. And there are times when you're going to have to stand up and fight. Speak up. For or against. Fright. Walk away. Or freeze. Don't say anything. Those are beautiful. Yeah. My wife is here right now. She'll, she, she would laugh. Because things be going on somewhere, something happening. And she, you should do this. Say this. You go over here, and I'll be like, you don't have to win to win. That's my saying. Yeah, you don't have to win to win. To win, which means you don't gotta do all. No, let go on. Let me sit back here, relax. Yeah. And, happen, and then we'll make a decision. Then we'll talk about it. Then you know what I'm saying. And it's not just that, but it's in anything that's going on is you don't have to yell, which is you don't have to do any of that stuff to win. You feel like once Pete, once you right. once you become master that, I guess you said master. Yeah. yeah, when I was much younger, you know, especially in Atlanta, traffic, you driving down the road, and I'm on the main road, and this guy coming up with the feeder, and I let him in. Son of a gun, you don't even wave or say it. You gotta be the person waving in Atlanta. I don't know, I used to get really mad at these people and I used to be shouting, Your mama didn't teach you any math! I'm not say thank you. No, you know what I do? I win. <laughs> and sometimes I even might blow a kiss. <laughs> because you know, I started doing the hit the pause button, say, that person, you were never going to see that person again. They can't even hear what you're saying. Right? right? So, I don't want to get mad at you. Take control of me. I don't need that. Yeah, you do. You, you give that person control of you. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that person not pushing your buttons, Lincoln. Take over. <laughs> 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 Right. 
people. No, if you're a teacher, you're teaching people. If you're a doctor, you're healing people. If you're a mechanic, you, you, you're repairing cars that belong to a person. You're, right. you're a cop, you're defending and protecting people. Right. You know, you're an accountant, you're doing people's taxes and people's books. No matter what, you're a janitor, you're cleaning people's homes. Right. You know, like people damage. Like that, people damage. Yeah, and that's, that's my, my next book. We're going to for that too. We, we, we need to design a couple of We're going to definitely work on that. You know what? We're going we gonna to wrap this segment up right here, but on the next episode, we're going to talk about where now. Yeah. We're going to talk about people damage. That's the Love Show, Angelo Robinson, Gerald, and Mario. Keep your little bad ass out. <laughs>